Educational therapist Elizabeth Norwood came to coaching with Stephanie concerned that working as an independent educational therapist was not sustainable. She talks about how coaching made her feel supported the way her learners feel in session and how she learned how it was important for her to get paid. Elizabeth shares how coaching made her take aim and be clear on her own goals for her business. She talks about how coaching led to a mindset shift where she no longer took the scraps of what the universe was sending to her in her own words and how setting her own schedule allowed her to continue following her passion with being of service to others while creating free time, increased productivity and increased profit for herself and her family. Elizabeth shares how coaching helped her get out of her own way on her path towards a successful career and sustainable and profitable business. Smarties, if you are interested in coaching with either me or Steph, go back and listen to the coaching episode that we previously aired with Daniil. We'll link that episode in the show notes. We both have availability for one or two more coaching clients to take on for the summer and the fall. So if you are interested, reach out to us at Rachel and Steph at LearnSmarterPodcast.com and we'll get you ready to go on your journey towards a business that is sustainable, profitable, enjoyable, and allows you to have the free time you crave. Now, let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 213 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap, And today we're really happy to have Elizabeth Norwood, educational therapist, joining us. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for asking me to come. We're super excited that you said yes. So let's start off at the very beginning. A very good place to start. What's that from? Anybody know? Very good place to start. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sound of music. Tell us a little bit about you and what you do and who you do it for. I'm Elizabeth. I'm an educational therapist. I have been in education for about 15 years, which totally makes me feel old. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I graduated in, oh my God, 2007, you guys. And that's when I had my first classroom. I was a kindergarten teacher. And 2009, the recession hit and I lost my position. I was devastated, Mm. but I was so blessed because the school gave me tons of opportunities to be a substitute teacher. I don't know. I felt like a magician. I could just show up anywhere and the kids were going to learn. And it really strengthened my classroom management. And I got to learn so much because I got to go into so many different rooms and see so many different procedures and routines and so many different types of learners and be able to develop good rapport with those children in a short period of time. I was sad to lose my own space, but I was blessed with this new opportunity to really stretch my teaching, right? Mm -hmm. And grow as a professional. And what ended up happening is I kept getting these long-term subbing positions in special day classes. And I was like, just blown away about like what the classroom would look like when I got there. And it was fine when I got there. But when I left, the satisfaction that I got to see these children 
just grow so much in a period of three months. I was like, you know what, maybe I should do this because I was missing the community of children, you know, just having my own little people who I love. Mm. So I did an intern program and I taught a K through five autistic program. Wow. Mm. Yeah. It, <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm very positive and very optimistic, right? I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so blessed. Like, look at this position that was available. And turns out, it's a really hard job and that's why no one took it, but I'm courageous and I'm a lifelong learner and I was excited for the challenge. And I did that for two years and it was amazing. I lived and breathed autism. That's like, I think that's all I talked about. <laughs> like, I think people probably avoided me. They're like, oh gosh, she's going to talk about autism, you guys. Cause it's just such a dynamic mind and everyone is so just uniquely themselves. And I learned when I was in that particular space, parents were asking different questions from when I was in the general ed class. Mm. We're asking like, do they have friends? Mm. Are they happy? I was just blown away that they weren't interested as much in regards to their academic benefit, which of course coming from a general ed classroom, I was very much about like, we're learning people, like we are reading and writing and math. Because I know what the general ed curriculum looks like, right? So when I had my first parent-teacher conference, I was like, oh, this is so interesting. They don't even care. They want to know if their child is communicating and... It's okay. It's okay as a holistic being. And it just really lit up my heart and my passion for teaching. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is really for me what I want to be doing is I want to work for families. I want to work for children. I want to be their advocate and I want to teach them not just academics, but I want to teach them social skills and I want to teach them how to perspective take and teach them how to navigate the world, not just, you know, being this little box. Mm. I wanted to be with children for a longer period of time. And that's when I broke off and I did my own thing. And I found another ed therapist. And I was like, this is who I am. And this is what I do. And then I went to CSUN and I started my practice, I think maybe five years ago. That sounds right. So let's bring the conversation forward to the first time that we met. I have a very distinct memory of meeting you, Elizabeth, because We both attended a study group Mm -hmm. and you were like, so excited that I was there. (laughs) Yes, yes, I was. I was like, here's a woman with wisdom. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember texting Steph. I remember it was on a weekend and it was before I moved out to this area. Someone had invited me to go. So I went and I was like, Steph, there is somebody here. She listens to the podcast. I think you were the first person that I had met IRL in real life who was a podcast listener. And it was just really funny because we've met people that we've listened to on podcasts before. We've talked about it on the podcast about how intimate this relationship is with people. You're with people while they're doing laundry, while they're on a walk with their dog, while they're driving. I listen to podcasts while I'm showering. Like it's a very intimate medium. And I remember being so excited about meeting podcasters. And then it was just so funny to be on the receiving end of that. So thanks for giving me that feel good moment 
Elizabeth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what brought you to being a podcast listener? Well, another ed therapist recommended the podcast to me because, you know, I've been in the educational field for so long and educational therapy is so dynamic, right? Like mm -hmm. you could just dig for days on one topic. Yep. So I was very insatiable, right? <laughs> so someone's like, oh, you got to listen to this podcast. And it lit me on fire. I was like, this is exactly what I needed at that time. And when we met, Rachel, I did have a moment where I was like, I think I feel a lot closer to her <laughs> because I know her so well. I'm just like this stranger. So I did try to <laughs> pull back. Yeah. I've had people talk to me directly about podcast episodes, about things happening in my personal life. And I'm like, how do you, because I don't remember sharing that, but I'm sure I did. Yeah. It can be one-sided until we get to know each other more. And then it's definitely not one-sided. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. That's also what I love about the podcast is that both of you are so vulnerable and real and relatable and courageous. I feel like it's not just amazing what you've done for the educational therapy community, but the amazing women that you are to just be leaders in this city. It's just a blessing to, to know you. And now I'm on the podcast, which is awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. That makes us feel really good. So thank you for saying that. So I remember when you reached out to Steph and you're like, I think I need to do some business coaching. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yes. Well, at first, I wasn't really sure if this was sustainable. I was just following the ether. This being working independently in private yeah. practice as a net therapist. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So there was a moment where I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, this is not going to go away. And I realized that I was turning people away, which made me sad because I want to make sure that children are getting their needs met and that families are feeling supported. And I don't know, I'm just a wholehearted individual. So I would think about people like, did they get what it is they're looking for? And at the same time, I have executive functioning challenges. And I'm the type of learner where I really need like hands-on instruction. And I just didn't get that. I didn't get everything that I specifically needed through my college education, right? Which I guess is kind of also why ed therapists are so amazing, right? Because we teach what needs to be taught that's not like in the formal education format. Mm -hmm. So I just knew there was a better way. And I just, but I didn't know what I didn't know. I was just like in the stuck space. Mm -hmm. Like I know there has to be an easier way, right? The whole learn smarter. I'm like, there. I, I'm working really hard. And I just hit a ceiling point where I knew that I was at my capacity as far as I could take myself. I needed a mentor. Mm. I remember because you said, Steph, will you be my coach? <laughs> <laughs> It was very cute. Yeah, I remember I was on a walk and you texted me that. Aww. It was very much like, yes, absolutely. Aww. So there's a lot of mindset work that goes into that decision. First of all, that's a brave ask. I don't know how public we were at that particular time that we do do business coaching. And by the way, Smarties, we do do business coaching, obviously one-on-one -on -one and obviously in Learn Smarter Pro. But what were some of the things you had to wrap your head around in terms of getting a coach? I had done everything 
that I could on my own. And I'm very tenacious and I'm a very self-help type of person and I chase after what I need. And I just knew this is all I can do on my own. I mean, it's really funny because <laughs> when I first started with Stephanie, she's like, where's your laptop? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I have my iPad. Like, this is how I work. And she's like, no, girl, you are an adult and you need to like get a laptop. And I was like, oh, maybe some people that's like obvious, but for me, it wasn't. I remember that. And I remember you got the laptop and you brought it in and we were setting it up and you were like, oh, it's so much easier. <laughs> Oh my God. Listen, Steph has told me to buy a laptop too. It's so much. You just listen to her when she tells you to buy time. Yes. Yes. No, it was such a game changer. Like you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What were some of the things that you wanted to get out of coaching? Some of it was mindset stuff. I'm going to say that. Organization. Definitely mindset. You know, I still go to, to Steph for mindset stuff. I'm like, yo, but... My thinking is stinking right now. And she's all like, all right, let's handle that real quick. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely mindset and organization. She helped me so much with organization. I mean, I didn't even have a Google calendar, you guys. And then I was really confused also about it. Like, I felt like Stephanie was my therapist, actually. Like, it really helped me see my own limitations. And like, I felt like the way my clients feel. Mm. I'm like, okay, she's giving me oral direction and I need to figure out what she's trying to tell me. Right. She's like, okay. I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen really carefully. I'm going to push myself to understand these things that I don't understand uh, naturally. So definitely the organization component. I just knew I needed the guidance. So I would also knowing Steph, knowing the way we do things in terms of the organization, I imagine she was streamlining things for you and giving you systems of first this, then this, then that, right? Exactly. Exactly. So that I could have, you know, more of my time to myself. Yeah. And that's the beautiful byproduct of coaching is that it increases productivity and makes things just easier and simpler and learn from the benefit of our struggle, essentially. Absolutely. I mean, because <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. When we talk about where you are now, it is astonishing how different your practice is. You didn't have an office. People owed you money for months. There was a lot of stuff. Oh, wow. No shame in that game, Elizabeth. I know that's a vulnerable thing. It is always surprising to us how many ed therapists out there are owed money by their clients. And so if we could just coach our audience for a second, if you are owed money for the work that you have done, you need to collect it. And that means you need to stop working with those clients until you've collected it. The other thing that I'm sort of realizing in this conversation is that Steph and I, when we were building CAP Educational Therapy Group and my ed therapist, we had each other. We were coaching each other. We were figuring out things and then the other person would get the benefit of that. When you coach with either Steph or I, you get the benefit of both Steph and I, whether you're working with me or whether you're working with Steph, you get both of us. So I appreciate you being willing to share that. We just want to help people and We want our kids to thrive and there are kids. We use that language and it's because it's how we feel. 
Exactly. We forget about ourselves. Yeah. And so it is really, really important that you make sure you get paid. Otherwise, it isn't sustainable. We have all been there. Mm -hmm. Look, you forgot that even happened. I didn't. You have to be able to take care of you and your family and all of that. This is your living. Yeah. So let's remember that you can still have the helping heart that you have, but also you need to be able to take care of your family. We're just in a giving field. And I think as women in a patriarchal society, we'll just like give and give until we're like, I agree, completely depleted. So, and working through the fear that someone is not going to like you or is going to stop working with you because you're asking to be compensated for the work that you're doing. Working through that mindset, it's a big leap. You're not the only one that we coach or have coached in the past. That has been the experience. And it's almost like the first thing we go to because that's where anxiety and desperation and fear. And one of the things you said, Elizabeth, was you weren't sure that this was sustainable as an independent career. And yet the next second you said, but people owed me money and I was turning away clients. And so it was just about reshifting and reframing some of that stuff. So talk to us about the process of coaching with Steph and what were some of the big things that you took away from that experience? Oh, man. Well, first of all, I definitely think I need to revisit coaching now that I've upped my game (laughs) and I'm in this new space. Okay. So why don't you update our audience? So where I'm at now is I have an office in Sherman Oaks, my very own little space. And I have a school that I collaborate with who's invited me on to their campus. I'm blessed that they've given me a space on their campus. And I actually have two women that have joined me with providing educational therapy services at the school. So I have now a team, a crew of amazing professionals, three specialists and one tutor. And I would have never, ever, ever thought, even when I first started with Stephanie, that that was going to be in the cards for me because that wasn't really the goal, but it's just what's happened because the demand is very high and people want to know how I do it and people want to learn from me. And because of Steph and her positivity and her support, you know, being my cheerleader really has helped me get to where I am today. Oh, Yeah, but you did it. You did the work. You know, and I hear you keep saying over and over, I was blessed. I was blessed. I was blessed with this opportunity. No, you earned that opportunity. You earned the fact that this school that you are collaborating with and have collaborated with sees you as so valuable that they give you a space to work in on their campus. It's not that you're blessed. It's that you've risen to the opportunity. You were prepared for those opportunities. So even reframing that in your mind, just language is so powerful. Mm -hmm. We talk to our kids about it, right? So what were some of your key takeaways from coaching? I mean, confidence, organization, having someone to check in with, to kind of guide me along, clearing away the debris in my mind to kind of take aim and really know where I want to go and be goal oriented. But she just streamlined things for me and just made it very clear, made it step by step. This is number one. This is number two. This is number three. We chunked it. We chunked our goals. We chunked my goals. We made checklists. You know, she held me accountable 
Yeah. This is like ed therapy. Right. Ed therapy is having that person who's a mentor, who knows a little bit more than you do, who can just witness you learning, right? And right. mirror back to you what it is that you're doing and how you're thinking or right mindset, or even just mirroring back to me, like, you seem like you need some clarity on this. You need to think about these questions. It's just beautiful. Everyone needs to get a coach. And emails <laughs> are the people to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, email. Yeah, thank you for that. But I, I wanted to say the goal of coaching, just like with a therapy, is to make things easier. Mm. Along with the mindset stuff for you, that was one of the biggest goals that we had. You have this practice. It keeps showing up and it keeps working but it could be better and easier. Yeah. We want our learners to control school, not have school control them. It's the same thing when we're doing business coaching. Mm -hmm. First of all, we want you to think of it like a business. And then we want your business to serve you, not feel like you are operating in service of the business. So funny because I have a very clear memory of Stephanie saying to me, well, what do you want your schedule to be like? And I was floored. Like, excuse me? Like, I don't get to choose when I work. Like, people call me and they say, I need you for these times and hours. And I say, yes. <laughs> and that's how I work. And yeah, I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. So I'm so grateful because now mm -hmm. I do create when I want to work and I'm not coming from that space of just taking the scraps the universe is sending to me. I'm being intentional with how I want my own life to look in addition to being of service to families and children. I love having that. And I get to have both. Yeah. The balance. Yeah. I love that. So what would you tell other ed therapists or learning specialists looking to build this independent life that we get to have as an educational therapist in private practice, what would you tell them if they were about coaching and if they were considering coaching? I would say if you're considering it, do it. If you're just thinking like, mm, maybe I need this, do it. That little voice inside is telling you what you need to do next. Get out of your own way. Mm. What would you say to people who think they're not ready for coaching? That's a false narrative. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, when mm -hmm. is this magical ready time? You're gonna be ready for the coach, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of people sit there and say, when I have my website, mm -hmm. I'll get a coach. When I have XYZ, I'll get a coach. But why? <laughs> you know, like when you can have someone with you. Exactly. As you do that. I heard this somewhere when people pay they listen and they do. Mm -hmm. When you are making that financial investment in yourself, you show up and you do and you listen. And so what happens as a result of that is you are propelled forward. Mm -hmm. So your website suddenly gets done. We keep coming back to the website example because that seems to be, yeah. I'll let you know when my website is done. The website is never done. So true. And so waiting for this pie in the sky goal that's what coaching is there to help you do and accomplish. Elizabeth, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for telling your story. And there are a lot of other people out there that want to take the leap and become a therapist and have a practice and find the balance in their life. And 
even if coaching isn't the way to get there, what you're saying to everyone is encouraging them to just try. And I think that's really important. So can you let our audience know how they can connect with you? Find me on my website at www.growlearnexpand.com. I'm on Instagram at growlearnexpand. All the things. Yep. All the things. Yeah. Reach out to me. I would love to hear how I can help and who's out there and how we can all come together to make the world a better place. Love it. Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming. And will you do our signature sign off? Have a great week, Smarties. Have a great week.